What's up, guys? Evolutionary.org. Podcast coming away. Steve Smee and Rick in the house. What's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? We're bringing you this podcast, guys. A compound coming your way. Super droll, which is one that is not talked about very often, and it should because this stuff is fucking amazing. So let's talk about super droll, man. Um, I'm going to let Rick in on some history, but first let's talk about super droll and tell you what it is. It's uh, methastrone, methyldrostenolone is a couple of the names. It's a effective, widely used oral anabolic steroid. Got really popular um, back in the late 90s, 2000s. It's kind of fallen off lately. Um, on paper, it's Masteron lacking the ester chain. And it is equipped with a C17 alpha allocated modification to allow it to go survive through the liver. So it is liver toxic. So we get into the side effects in a little bit. But Rick is really, really an expert on history of all these steroids. So he's going to tell you a little bit about the history. And it's a really interesting history, isn't it, Rick? For sure. It sure is. So um, it, this is basically uh, methyl masteron. So if you think of the masteron that you uh, inject, which is uh, drostanolone uh, propionate, uh, then this is basically uh, methyl drostanolone. And it just changes so much how the steroid works. Uh, just the same way as uh, Dianabol is so different from Equipoise. Uh, the history of it, it was basically developed, it first uh, was recorded uh, in existence in 1959 by a company called Syntax. It never saw any real wide use commercially, but uh, it did exist. It was uh, used in, in the lab and tested, and there was definitely data about it. And then uh, around the mid-2000s, around 2005, it became commercially available to everyone as an over-the-counter supplement. Since Superdrol, methyl, drostanolone, had been out of the scene for many, many years, uh, then when steroids became illegal and became scheduled around 1991-1992, when steroids became criminalized, it never made it into, into the paperwork. It never made it into the bill of the actual banned substances. And obviously, the government has to be very clear on which substances are banned when you're talking about taking people's freedoms away over having a, a substance, correct? So it was never put in the books because it just wasn't around. It wasn't in use. There were other steroids being used uh, at the time, and those that were used at the time got put in the law, you know, Winstrel, Actual, Masteron, uh, Dianabol, Equipoise, even Testosterone, they all got put in there as illegal drugs. Superdrol didn't. So around 2005, some supplement companies started to bring it out as an over-the-counter supplement. And guys started to get huge. It took a, uh, it really uh, opened a gate for other hormones that had been invented around that same time, that same time frame, the golden era. But there were so many invented, but only very few make made it to market and very few were still around in the 80s before the, the government made a bunch of them illegal. So the ones that weren't commercially available in the 80s made a resurgence again later in 2005 and around the, the late 90s, we started to get the dials and the diones. And then mid-2000s, some of the methylated stuff uh, started to hit the scene. And then, obviously, uh, Superdrol was banned around 2012, but then there were other hormones that were also anabolic that were not banned. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the history of, of uh, Superdrol and, and some of these other uh, steroids that were sold over the counter because they weren't illegal uh, around the late 90s, mid-2000s. Um, early teens, you know, I think the last uh, ban on pro-hormones was 2014. Another batch of pro-hormones became illegal at that time. Uh, Superdrol had already been illegal since uh, 2012. Yeah, history of uh, Superdrol in a nutshell. Uh, it was developed 1959. It was when it was put on the books. Never really commercially available until about 2005. And then it was finally put on the books and made illegal in uh, 
2012. That about sums it up. Yeah, and let's sum it up a little more. If you guys can, some of you have been around for maybe 10, 15 years, you probably remember you could go online, you could buy a Super Bowl clone, either Bistrol or Mdrol, and those were actually legal. You just go use a credit card and buy them online. And uh, the, the big bro science that has been out there since, a lot of the younger guys, they've still think to this day that B, uh, Superdrol was actually a pro-hormone and at, that it is a pro-hormone. And they don't un understand that it was actually, it is actually an anabolic steroid, not a pro-hormone. But these uh, kind of the loophole, they were able to sell these designer steroids that they call them. So as Rick was saying, once it was banned, it was completely banned. Now you can no longer just go online with a credit card, obviously, and buy it. So there's really no reason to have any of these clones. Um, the only re reason you would buy one of these clones is if someone you knew was selling it and they had some leftover bottles from years ago that they had stashed away. But other than that, there's no point. You're going to be going on the black market, going through a steroid source that is selling it. And I can tell you that there are, is a large percentage of steroid sources that actually don't sell Superdrol because it's just not popularly in demand for whatever reason. Because again, I think part of that, Rick, is because guys make the assumption that, oh, it's just a pro-hormone. Um, they don't really understand that it, that it is an anabolic steroid. Do you agree with that? Well, uh, it doesn't need conversion to work. And that's, uh, that is, that is a good a key of it, meaning that it doesn't need to, when it goes into the body, it doesn't need to convert into something else before it can actually have uh, an anabolic effect. So, uh, you know, the, the reason some of the diones and diols from the 90s were, were considered pretty weak or were considered to have uh, sometimes too much side effects was because they needed to convert to another hormone in order to be anabolic. And sometimes they, they'd have a, a different conversions. They could convert to an anabolic hormone or they could convert to a very estrogenic hormone. So it was a toss-up. So yeah, some of the diols and diones of the late 90s, early 2000s definitely um, were, were, were pros. But once you get into some of these other hormones, you're, you're talking about complete hormones that can have an effect on, on your body. And look, there are many hormones out there like progesterones and even hormone steroids, they call them, that you inhale into your lungs. So the government, especially when they're talking about people's freedoms, the government has to be very specific down to the molecule of what it is that people are allowed to uh, have and use and what they're not. And if it's not spelled out, then people can't get in trouble over it, right? Because talking about somebody's freedom here over, over possession of substance, correct? It's about as victimless as it, as it gets at that point. So because, the, because these compounds weren't yet in the, in the books, you, you know, a ton of companies out there had them and, and sold them. But yeah, 2012 uh, show came to an end and Superdrol became illegal. Now, you are correct. It was not available by underground sources for a while. It really took about three, four years and about, 2016, 2017, I started to see methyl or standalone back on, uh, on some of these sources. I started to see Superdrol, it's called such, back in some of these uh, sources uh, lists. So uh, it's, it's, you know, it's a real interesting part of the story. There was a, a gap in availability of a couple of years uh, before it started to show up on lists, but it, it started to show up uh, recently. Wouldn't you agree? It, it's available now. Um, some sources have it, but um, it's, it's kind of like a 50-50 toss-up with sources. So it's one of those things where um, people just don't know about it. So that's why we do these podcasts to kind of teach guys about it. It really is an amazing oral. Um, so, you know, let's talk about, Rick, um, what this stuff is capable of doing. So, you know, it is kind of like the oral form Mastron, but man, it is nothing like Mastron when it comes to what, what you're going to experience on it and what kind of gains you're going to get. Um, like Mastron, it's going to give you dry gains. There's not going to be an aromatization. You don't, you don't got to worry about estrogenic side effects, but you do have to worry about androgenic side effects. 
really, really bad. We'll talk about the side effects in a bit because that is that is a, an amazing thing uh, with Superdrol. But guys, you know, you can run Superdrol four, five, six weeks. Um, if you can make it six weeks, I sure as hell could not on it. I could only last like three weeks on this stuff. But you're going to gain a lot of fucking dry muscle. You're going to gain a lot of strength. I mean, the strength, let's say you're at a plateau. You can't, you're at 300 pounds on the, on your bench. You've been stuck there for like six months. You can't break through that plateau. You go on super droll two weeks after you start taking super droll, you're going to break that plateau. You're going to smash that plateau on the stuff. Um, nothing gives you more strength in a short amount of time of any of the main steroids like super droll will. So you can expect um, all your lifts across the board to go up. Um, Rick, I'm sure you've used it. What have you been in your experience with it? Because I know with me, I was stuck at a plateau. I can remember. And I couldn't break that plateau. I was like, man, I'm never going to break this plateau. I just kept pu pushing myself, pushing myself. And then I went on this stuff. And like two weeks later, not only did I break my plateau, I was I blew my plateau. I went. I increased my bench press like 25, 30 pounds that fast. Oh, absolutely. The methyl group changes the way the steroid works completely. So although it's very similar to Masteron on paper, the way it acts, it acts completely different than Masteron. Superdrol is actually, it's a very versatile steroid. It's one of those steroids that you can use bulking or you can use cutting. It's similar, to, it's similar to Trembolone in the fact that if you eat enough on it and you train like you want to gain mass, you'll put on some serious mass on it. it, it if you want to cut with it, I would probably wouldn't quite waste my time cutting with it. I cut with something else. I'd take advantage of that power to, to gain some, some good, solid mass. But you can cut with it, and it'll just enhance the way your cutting cycle works. I, you know, I, I like it. I like it for both cutting or, or bulking. And again, if you're going to bulk with it, you definitely have to eat enough on it. That's a characteristic it shares with, with Tremble on, I think, is that you do have to, your diet will dictate how it treats you, how it works. You need to be on it about two weeks, I've noticed, before you really start to feel the, the results, the benefits on it. Around week four, you're, you're really wanting to, to start looking to get off of it. Most guys who run it standalone will do about six weeks with it. Guys who kickstart with it usually will leave it around four weeks just as a, as a kickstarter. So it's great, great uh, steroid. If you can find good, legit super draw, it's going to be about one of the better cycles you've ever, you've ever had. You just have to give it those two weeks to, to really get working. And then once it begins working, diet will dictate what it, what it really does for you. So, you know, cycling, a lot of you guys might be shocked. Oh, we're only saying run it three, four, five, six weeks tops. Trust me, when you're on this stuff, you're not going to want to run it longer than three or four weeks. I mean, because it's, this is what's going to, it's going to, it's so fucking toxic in your body that you're just going to feel like shit all day and you're going to sleep like shit and you're going to be cranky and you're going to have a short temper on it. And it's just a very, very annoying steroid. So you're not going to want to stay on it much longer. I found if it, what's interesting on this stuff is it's so fucking toxic that if you're running 20 milligrams a day and you up it to 30 milligrams, it becomes unbearable. If you up it to 40 milligrams, you feel like you're going to die. So the fact that it's so toxic that between just 10 milligram difference in your dosage or even a five milligram difference in your dosage makes you feel completely different on it. That should tell you how powerful this stuff is. So I recommend 20 milligrams a day. You could try going for 30 milligrams and see how you do, but you're not going to like it <laughs> if you run it like that. Now, if you find that you can tolerate it at 20 or 30 milligrams and you want to go to 40, go for it. Just keep in mind that it's going to run your lipid health into the ground. Your cholesterol levels are going to be completely haywire. Your blood pressure is going to be through the roof. 
you're probably not going to be able to sleep very well. You're probably not going to be able to function very well during the day because you're going to be so fucking lethargic on it because it's wearing your body so down. So this stuff is nothing really to mess with at all. Um, that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the side effects, by the way, because you can, t you can basically kill yourself on this stuff. If you overdose it and you run it for too long, it is so fucking liver toxic. Let's say you were to drink alcohol while you're on it or take another drug, your liver values. I've seen liver values on this stuff five, six times above, above average. So you really need to be careful guys. Do not fuck around with this stuff. If you take it, don't be drinking alcohol on it. Don't be taking other drugs with it, even like an aspirin. Don't, don't do it because it's going to cost you. Some of the other little side effects, headaches. You're probably going to have headaches on this stuff. You might even have some stuff like heartburn, things that you may never even get because it's so fucking brutal on your body. It's so fucking strong and so fucking brutal. So it's uh, not something you want to take too much of and not too, too long. Any other side effects that you have noticed with yourself or your clients, Rick, that I kind of missed or, or uh, side effects that you kind of didn't have that I mentioned? You know, there is a, a hit or miss side effect that some guys get, which uh, some guys reported lactating nipples. Uh, it's uh, just a, a prolactin spike, it seems like. Not everybody gets this. Very few guys get it. And it's, it's funny because when you think about Mastron, right? Mastron is actually works as an anti-estrogen, but here it is, methyl or standalone, which is the methyl version of it. And it's actually causing uh, some people, not everybody, to lactate. But yeah, it, it's actually a pretty toxic steroid. It, it's great with results, but it's, 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 fairly, uh, it's fairly toxic. Um, back when uh, Entugard was first released into the market, really late 2008, early 2009, there were several companies out there uh, selling Superdrol. And we, uh, the, our product just took off and took our, took off because it was being sold to a lot of these guys buying Amdrol and Superdrol and all of the different uh, versions of it that were available out there and taking the Entugar seven caps per day with 30 or even 40 megs of Superdrol really helped guys not get those really bad side effects from it. Don't feel that rundown toxicity. And it was one of the reasons why, uh, hit the ground running and really hit it out of the park for us is because a lot of uh, these guys who were fans of some of these uh, methyl uh, hormones that were available at the time, they really noticed a big difference in just the way they felt, uh, just the way their body worked and functioned when they were on the Entugard and not the blood results, the test results, liver values, which is so much better for guys that were on the Entugard. And this is, you know, that it was a big start to the product to give you guys a little bit of reference uh, for our Entugard product was the fact that uh, Superdrol and some of these other uh, uh, hormones, pro-hormones were available and widely used pre-2012 and some of them up to 2014. And those same guys were buying Entugard because it, it, they just, it just went well. So all of the side effects, the deliver the blood pressure, the kidneys, all of these different uh, side effects that specifically Superdrol gives you. Uh, every, there's everything, the 44-something ingredients we have in Entugard. They're all in there to help you combat all of those uh, effects. So definitely, if you get your hands on some Superdrol and you want to get your money's worth out of it, run a nice 30-mig cycle, maybe bump it up to 40 migs if you really want to. Entugard definitely will keep you out of trouble and keep you from getting bogged down with toxicity. Yeah. One of the nice things about Superdrol is it's cheap. You can literally run four weeks of this stuff for like 50 bucks. <laughs> you know, it's so fucking cheap. I can remember back in the day, Superdrol, they used to sell a bottle of it that would last you a month. What was it like 60, 65 bucks, right? That's around it. there. 60, yeah. About 60, yeah. 65 bucks. There was so much made. Uh, around, around that day, there was so much of it made that I'm pretty sure that some that is getting on the market now, it's probably powders that were, that were made, you know, pre 2012, 2014, you know, pre, pre that time. 
there was just a lot of it made out there. There was a lot of it floating the market. And I'm sure it'll be a, a good long while before everything that's available out there runs out. So how often should you be dosing Superdrol? The half-life is eight to nine hours. So really once or twice a day should work just fine for you. Um, you know, how should you cycle it? My recommendation with something like this is run it by itself. If you start stacking stuff with it, the side effects are just going to multiply. Like I can't imagine running trend with Superdrol. I mean, you would just feel like death on it. So it makes absolutely no sense. So me personally, I'd run it by itself. Worst case, maybe a small TRT dose of testosterone. If you are already on TRT and you're, you're, you know, you're blasting and cruising, you want to do a blast. So you just stay on your TRT dose of test and you just run some Superdrol with it. But I don't see a purpose of running another steroid with Superdrol, even if it's a mild steroid. Because Superdrol is so fucking strong that it's just going to swamp what the other steroid does. There's really, there's really no point running the other steroid. Um, so I've always just run it by itself back, back when I used to run it. And, uh, I would basically get on it and it was a lot of fun for about two or three weeks. And then after three weeks, I was like, eh, I'm done with this stuff. I'm never touching this stuff again. So it's really, really brutal guys. If you haven't tried it yet and you're experienced, it might be something for you to try. If you are, especially a strength athlete, or you just want to take, try something that's very, very cheap. And that will give you really, really fast results. So let's say you just wanted to increase your strength in the next four weeks. Superdrol is a good option for you. And the stuff is uh, really, really is, is uh, basically idiot proof. I can tell you that anyone can use it and have success on it. Um, so, you know, aside from what Rick was saying, you definitely want to use the N2 guard while you're on it. That's a requirement. I would actually recommend seven to 10 capsules a day of the N2 guard when you're on it. You don't need an anti-estrogen because it's not going to aromatize into estrogen. Um, other than that, what else would you recommend taking uh, when you're on it, Rick? Some guys will use a uh, caber on it because uh, again, not everyone, but some guys will get a prolactin spike on it. HC generate ES. If you're going to run, Superdrol standalone. HC Generate ES, the ES version, it's probably the best thing to take with it if you're running it standalone because it'll help uh, you ward off that suppression so you don't suppress your own natural production and you'll be uh, fine and dandy and you'll be able to keep more mass when you come off. And also the ES version has ingredients in it to help you lower prolactin anyway. So it will help if you do have a raising prolactin from the super draw, you've got things in there like L-DOPA uh, at a pretty high level to help you to help you ward off some of the side effects from the prolactin. So it should generate ES if you're going to take it standalone. It'd probably be a great thing to take with it. And uh, the Antugard. And I would probably continue to run either classic HC generate or just the ES version for a full month after I was done with the bistro because yeah if you run it four to six weeks you, you will get some suppression with it so you do need to pct if you want to keep your progress and, and keep your gains uh, with it so um, run run uh, ac generate classic or ac generate es a good four weeks after it's like the perfect product for it uh, in my opinion it's uh it definitely uh, will work well with it for sure so this is interesting, Rick. Um, I, actually, both our steroid sponsors on the forum do carry Superdrol, but one is oral and one is an injectable. And I don't know if you've ever seen injectables before. It is an oil injectable, 50, mil, 50 milligram per milliliter. And um, yeah, so um, I, I, I wasn't even aware it was an injectable form, but I guess they, make, they, made, they, they do make it in an injectable form. Did you know that? I, I didn't know that. No, I didn't... Uh... I didn't know that. That's interesting. A lot of these methylated steroids, when they're injected into the muscle, uh, the oil, especially if it's oil-based, the oil takes a little while to get absorbed at the depot. And then there'll be a small depot of the crystalline hormone left there. So you do get a slower release off of the shot than you would if you ingested it. So although it does have an eight-hour half-life, that's kind of if you ingest it and it, it gets into your blood system that way. 
But if you deposit it into a muscle, it takes a little bit, it takes a little while longer for that hormone, for that depot to escape out of that muscle than it does to get into your, into your gut when you ingest it. So it, it, you can inject it once a day, or you should be able to inject it once a day. What are guys doing with, with it, uh, Steve? Are they injecting it once a day, or are they injecting it uh, uh, like you would base testosterone? Have you heard anything about this? No, I have not. But if I had to do, do it, I would do it once a day. I think that, that I, I always took even the, the oral form once a day. So I don't yeah, see Winstro, a problem. Winstro crystallizes too. That's why you only take a weenie shot once a day. Some guys used to take weenie shots every other day. Yeah. So, you know, let's talk about Superdrol's PCT. Since you're running it a short amount of time, nobody in their right mind is going to run it longer than five or six weeks. And most of you listening who try it, you're going to run it four weeks and you're going to be like, I'm done with this stuff. So the question is, do you need a PCT? Because you're running it such a short amount of time. Now, you can confirm this with blood work, guys. Anytime you put exogenous hormones in your body, how many times have I said this on this podcast? You always need a PCT because when you come off your body, your HPTA, your pituitary glands are going to be shut down. So PCT is very important to give you a soft landing. Now, since you're running it such a short amount of time and it's an oral, it's going to be out of your system really quick. You don't need a huge PCT. You don't need a, nine, a long six, eight week PCT. So what I would do is I would run a four week PCT, a natural PCT. I'd run into generate ES or into generate classic if you have a budgetary issue, okay? And if you do that, the entire cycle on PCT is only going to cost you not even 150 bucks. That's it. And you, you, you can, that will be a, a four-week on and then four-week off PCT. And you're not going to spend more than 150 bucks. Very, very cheap cycle on PCT. So if you have budget constraints, which a lot of you are going to have, um, with the e economic issues that we're experiencing, and but you still want to run a cycle, this is a good option for you if you want to do something cheap. But I do not recommend Superdrol if you are new to steroids. And that was kind of my beef back in the day because they thought this stuff was kitty kitty play, and it's not. It's a very very serious anabolic steroid, guys. So take it seriously. And uh, if you're a younger guy. I don't recommend it. Um, I recommend it if you're experienced only. Rick, what do you think about that? Well, there's so many other steroids that you can start off with. I mean, if you're a beginner, start off with test. It should be even cheaper than, than running Superdraw. Uh, the thing about Superdraw makes it attractive is that you do get a lot of bang for the buck. Because there was so much of that raw powder made, there's so much cheap Superdraw floating around the market that – it does have good bang for the buck. So if you get legit stuff, which you should for those prices, um, it, it's hard, to, it's hard to, to overlook. But but if you are a new guy, just make sure to have some tests. Go with tests. Uh, don't, uh, if you're going to go with an oral, start off with like every newbie with Anavar or maybe Dianabol is your first oral. And move on to Superdrol. Look, Superdrol is going to get in the way of your day, like maybe some other steroids won't, it'll make you somewhat lethargic. If you're not on point with taking your N2 guard, um, you're gonna you're gonna have issues. It could make you one day, you know, lactate out of your nipples. It has to some folks. And if you weren't taking your H generate ES with with L dopa in it to help with prolactin, or if you weren't taking caber, you're gonna freak out when you got milk coming out of your nipples for old school guys like me and steve it ain't shit you know we just know it's a it's a fairly harmless prolactin spike but you're gonna get a lot of uh, younger guys freaking the fuck out over it so probably not the best steroid to take if you're a if you're a newbie you know what i mean probably not the best steroid to take if you're a newbie because even the the, the prolactin lactation i've heard of guys getting even without a a nipple tenderness where something like dianabol your nipples will feel fairly tender they'll feel on fire well before they start growing or you start really developing something pretty permanent there so it, it definitely uh it's definitely a steroid for for guys that know what they're doing also if you're not on point with your diet like you're really 
force feeding, you know, put, for making sure you're getting enough calories in to get enough muscle, to get as much muscle as you can out of it. If you're not really doing the diet thing like an expert, you, you're leaving a lot of gains and a lot of progress on the table with the steroid. There's a lot of power in it that you're just not using. So uh, you obviously don't, uh, yeah, I wouldn't run it. I definitely, if you're a newbie, don't, just don't run it if you're a newbie. You're going to freak out over the side effects. You won't know how to handle them properly. And you probably won't diet well enough to take full advantage of it. So I'd start off with test, Anavar, uh, some, of the, some of the easier ones to, to work with if I was a new guy started off. Yeah, and you're not going to be to your plateau either when it comes to strain. So if you, you know, you're pushing, let's say you're a new guy and you can only bench, you know, like 225 pounds, 250 pounds, that's, that's nothing. I mean, any natural guy who works hard in the gym can bench. I mean, I was benching that in fucking high school and I never even came close to using steroids. I mean, I was benching that, I was fucking 135, 140 pound weight class in high school and I was benching more than 250. So, and if I could do it, I mean, you can do it. I mean, a lot of you who are like 200 pounds, you should be benching over 300 naturally. So you haven't really, you know, hit your plateau yet. Now, now one of the dangers of going on something like this and then pushing yourself because you, I want to gain a lot of strength, you end up injured because you're going to gain so much strength so fast, you'll end up injured. So you want to make sure you really, really hit your plateau, even if you're, doing, you're taking this for strength. And then this way you can take things to the next level. But don't just take it if you're a new guy to lifting and you can only bench 150 pounds. You take it and now you, you improve your bench from 150 to 200 in like three weeks because you could have done that naturally over time. And then now you're going to blow out your shoulder and then you're going to come back and be mad at Rick and I because you're like, ah, why, why didn't you warn me? Well, we're warning you because I see this all the time. Guys, you, you have to put in the time in this. So we, we always stress that. So, so speaking of, you know, economic situations, Rick, I mean, this sums it up. Is there anything you want to, you want to add, you want to add about what's going on right now in the world or. Um, you know what? Uh, this is, um, that's about it for our super draw today. Uh, what I'm going to do is, so here, here's what it is guys. So we, um, when I, when I started doing this podcast with Steve around episode 250, 254, 255, you know, we, we discussed making this podcast evergreen. That means that we're not really discussing current events because we want people to be able to binge on it and go back days and weeks and months and years on the podcast and all the information will still be relevant. For example, the episode we just did for you guys on Superdraw, you can come back and listen to that episode five years from today. It'll still be just as relevant as it is today. But because of the COVID pandemic, uh, episodes uh, 301 to 307, we did on the COVID uh, um, pandemic and on everything that's going on. And although it's good today to discuss that stuff today for people listening today, about in a year from now, maybe two years from now, when COVID is all news, nobody's going to want to listen to those podcasts. Those are seven podcasts that, that won't be a pleasure to binge on. So in order to get back to our normal, regularly planned programming, we're just going to go back to steroid information. We're going to sort of ignore the fact that gyms are kind of closed and that life's a little wacky right now and really just get back to steroid information, training information, diet information. Um, today we're going to, Steve and I are going to discuss the, the pandemic just a little bit, but we're going to do that after, after the show. So we're going to have to close into the show, the outro music, the, the warning, and then him and I are going to discuss the news and some of the things that are going on. So we're just getting back to our evergreen episodes, guys, just so you know, episodes 301 to 307, our, our current event COVID episodes maybe not much uh, value on those once you know you're in the year 2021 2022 why listen to those but uh 308 and on uh, evergreen again you guys can binge on these they'll be relevant yesterday today and they'll be relevant tomorrow 
So, uh, yeah, that was the whole spiel of that, Steve. So uh, we're going to close the show. Let's, let's, let's close the show, and then we'll have a, a, after, after a, a quick after show, and we'll discuss everything we've been seeing on the news as far as COVID goes. All right, guys, for Steve, Smee, and Ray, another episode of Evolution.org podcast that we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one, guys. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program. So what's going on? How are um, how are your peoples that had uh, had tested positive? How are they doing? Yeah, yeah, they recovered. Yeah, they're fine. Yep. I heard um, one of my um, my girlfriend's her dad he plays poker. One guy died. He plays poker with. Yeah, passed away. Yeah, another guy has it. He's in the hospital. So it just depends on uh, you know um, the situation, man. Depends. Uh, it's bad, bro. And I was out there today, man. A lot of people were out there, bro. A lot of people are out there. I passed by a Walmart. People were coming in and out of the world. The people parking lot was full. People are upset, and I, and I, I think on three oh seven we, we spoke about it. Um, people are upset because now now people have realized it. You know because uh, because the podcasts go up a few days after we record them. Um, in between me saying, hey, people are realizing or, or, or need to realize that just staying at home two months ain't going to cut it. They really, it's bullshit. They're going to ask us to keep staying at home. And people kind of realize it. It just doesn't do much of anything to continue to stay at home. It just delays. It delays something inevitable. In order for staying at home to really work, you got to stay at home for like a year until the vaccine is out. If you stay at home for only a couple of months and then you get back out, what was going to happen now will just happen two months from now. You know what I mean? Uh, what so, vaccines are your our kids being given nowadays? I mean, you have kids. You should know. You know that, right? Uh, dude, I'm, they just get whatever the schools and 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 passports and everything asked for i don't really know what all of those are to be honest with you but i, I right. i'm not a, i'm not one of these non-vaccining people i, yeah. I, I, I no, but i'm saying people. whatever vaccines they're getting i feel like this is going to be the same thing like you're going to have to get this vaccine like you're it's going to be like that it's going to be that types of situation you're going to have to get vaccinated for this yeah yeah you're going to have and, to get um, it yeah and that's and that's going to cut it down in future years because i'm reading today that over winter, this thing's going to come back even stronger. It, it will. And um, there's, some, uh, there's some information that, that some people with really, really weak compromised immune systems can reinfect. And uh, it's going to be a thing, man. It's going to be a thing. But, but people have to get back to, 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 to producing and working and, and, and you know, in, in the real world. And that's why, you know, I, I used to think, you know, because I spent time both in, in the U.S. and time in Colombia. And I used to think that the, I didn't realize just how free and, and how much Americans really value freedom compared to, to other cultures. I mean, look, the quarantine measures in Colombia are just fucked up. Like, you're only allowed to leave your house like once every five days not allowed to be out after 5 p.m. and before 5 a.m. I mean, just, I mean, they stop you on the street and ask you for ID. It's really bad. And these people aren't protesting. And they've been given no money, by the way. And these people aren't protesting. Um, but Americans, I mean, we're fucking free. People are at City Hall with their guns, with their assault rifles, which Colombians are not allowed to have assault rifles. They can have, like, little mariachi revolvers and maybe like nine millimeter pistols are, are not allowed. You have smaller caliber stuff. I mean, it's a different story here. And, and yeah, Americans are at a city hall saying, fuck this. And you know what? I'm in agreement. Fuck this. It's the answer is this give everybody awareness about how they need to personally social distance and, and be clean so that they don't get this virus give people information on how to treat themselves at home so that they only go to the emergency rooms when it's absolutely necessary. And let's get back to, to, to work as, 
as always, because if we don't, just staying at home and collapsing the economy, it's not going to be the answer because we can't do it for a year. We have to get out eventually. If, if, we, if we just stay at home for two, three more months, when we get out in two, three months, there are going to be cases again. So it was just a waste of time to stay home for three months. Those three months, we could have all been working, make sure that educate people. All this money and all this effort being spent on trying to get people to stay at home, let's switch that to educating folks about personal social distancing and personal cleanliness to, to, to really avoid transmission more on a personal level. Let's get back to work because staying at home is, is not a long-term solution and it only ruins things and just delays something inevitable. Here's the problem what you're saying. Have you looked at the numbers? The United States is almost to a million new cases. And today, new deaths broke a new record. 3,000 new deaths. So it went back up. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, next it, country is Spain, 204,000. Next country after that is Italy, 183,000. Listen, it's not the ideal situation, but my opinion, if you have a... But what you're saying, you're, you're telling people, you're telling to educate people. Dude, do you realize that people don't want to be educated? Like, like the amount of prescription drugs that Americans take is more than every other country combined. The amount of obesity in the United States is more than every other country combined. We're, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, we're, I we're, the, we're a free society, buddy. And I, I, I saw this out there today and I think, I think people understand. I think people have been told. Right. But people understand too, you're supposed to not eat this and you're supposed to eat this to be healthy, to keep your immune system healthy, but they still don't do it. So, I mean, just saying I'm going to educate look, people, I it's, think, it's not I, translating. Here's where, here's, where the, where, here's where freedom comes in, right? For example, you or I, let's say you and I were neighbors. You and I lived across the street from each other. If you're, if you're worried about it, then you stay your ass home. You, you, you're allowed to do that. And you, you make sure to talk, you know, to, to, to pressure your job so you can keep working from home. And when they open the gym, you don't go to the gym. And when they open the restaurant, you don't go to the restaurant. But let me do it if I want. I think we all have received enough information to where we're all aware. The media has, has given everybody just, just as much information, relevant information as we need to know. How it spreads, wear a mask, all these things. Everybody knows. And I think that's what, that's what America is all about, really, at the end of, of the day. It's what America But you're not you – you're, this, this is contagious – you as my neighbor can give it to me. You as your neighbor can give it to not someone. Not if you stay home. Not if you stay locked at home. You can stay, you can stay locked in the house, Steve. And, 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 if, and if I'm out and I bring it, I'm, I'll bring it to my family and they're on board with whatever I'm doing. At home. Right, right. But what if, my, what if my wife or girlfriend works in a hospital and you spread it and that person ends up in the hospital and now she gets it and she brings it home to me? This is not one of those situations where you can just like, like oh it's your problem you want to go out if it was like that you'd be right but it's not like that so it's affecting these poor healthcare workers are getting infected at their jobs because they have to go to work these people working in supermarkets have to go to work they're essential workers they're getting it so I, that's you know the problem. You're, you're 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 talking you're talking to the wrong guy about protecting people from their career choices after the fact. And I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm not sensitive, but for example, like when celebrities have their personal business, business dragged out in the media, I, this, it comes with the territory. If you want to get popular, this is going to happen. Same thing. If you're a police officer, you have to carry a gun and a vest because it's part of your job. It's dangerous. Same thing. If you're, if you're a healthcare worker, I, there are certain responsibilities and certain risks that come with your, with your career choice, being a pilot, I mean, everything, being a truck driver. And this is one of the hazards that comes with being a, a health uh, care worker. I'm not trying, to, not, not trying to sound insensitive. I mean, uh, I have family members, my mother, uh, my, my ex-wife, which I'm, we're great friends with. They are, they're both working at, uh, one at a hospital, the other one at a clinic. But, you know, we understand, you know, who brought this home to me? My mother brought this home. My, my mother works in a private clinic, so they're not having to take emergency patients in for COVID. But there is a patient at the clinic that's long-term care for, for elderly folks. Uh, she's an elderly lady who has COVID. 
and they put her on, a, on her own side of the, of the clinic. Everybody that works there is really afraid to come near her. My mother said, look, that's what I signed up for. This is my mom's talking. That's what I'm here for. This lady's at a bad point in her life. I went to school and I signed up to bring her comfort during this, this bad time. I'm in there changing her sheets, helping her get showered. I'm doing everything I need to do. And I know, and she, you know, test came back. She's positive. And nobody wants to come near her. She's the only patient in the clinic, unfortunately, that gets uh, disposable wares to eat out of. So it, it comes with the, it's unfortunate, but it does come with the territory comes with, it comes with, it's part of what you signed up for. You know, look, I'm a business owner. I'm not going to get yeah. stimulus. Uh, at best case scenario, I might get a, a, a loan and nobody gives a fuck about, it just comes with the territory if you're a business yeah, owner. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. But here, here's my counter to that. So say I'm, I'm home by myself. I'm just stay at home myself. I think. Get it. Once if my appendix bursts, and now I gotta go to the hospital. Then when I get to the hospital, they're like, "Oh, sorry, ho- there's no hospital beds," or "Sorry, the hospital is closed." Because that's what's happening. Real hospitals across the country are closing, bro. Left and right, they're shutting their doors. There's people they don't have hospitals to go to. Or if you're in New York City at its peak, and you need a hospital bed, your appendix bursts, you need surgery. Guess what? You ain't getting the surgery. So it does affect me, even if I'm at home by myself. Those people that are going and spreading the and spreading the virus and getting sick and ending up in the hospital, they're not only putting those people at risk that work in the hospital, but they're putting everybody in their community at risk. Because and also, what about the people who donate blood? They're donating blood to help people. Now that blood has to go to these people for being stupid we see this all on the news all the time people downplaying this virus and then they end up getting sick in the hospital and they're sitting in their hospital like on their instagram you know doing a selfie they oh yeah i got coronavirus and uh you know i was wrong blah blah blah. it's it's, so that's the problem with it luckily though you know like in new york city their hospitals are able to withstand this but in these rural hospitals bro these hot spots these rural hospitals cannot handle this. Actually, here's, here's, here's what yeah. I want to do. Here's what I want to do because, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in this particular conversation we're having, I'm pretty much on the defensive. Now you tell me what would work because you tell me how staying home can be sustainable because I understand what you're saying. I mean, it, it is a complex situation. So you can throw that in my recent. Yeah. So you tell me what's a sustainable, uh, uh, what's a sustainable solution then? Right. Remember when the HIV, you know, we were young at the time, but there was HIV in the early mid eighties, big deal, big deal. So what did they tell people? They said, they told people wear a condom if you had sex, that would stop the spread of HIV, right? Magic Johnson, he was an NBA player. So and he, he went, so, so put know, it on personal, personal wares. I mean, because I mean, you do agree that, that staying at home and keeping the economy shut down like this. I mean, you, you, you do agree that's not sustainable, right? You know what? It's more sustainable now than it was before because a lot of people can work from home. And we can, like, I'll give you an example. The New York Stock Exchange is not operating on the floor, but there's still stock trading going on. It's operating completely fine because all those NYC traders are trading from so home. So you're saying that staying home is sustainable, that we can, that we can keep the stay-at-home orders until, until there's a vaccine? No, it's not because a lot of people are, everything's frozen. People are losing their jobs. Or so, do you really yeah. believe that if we keep stay at home order for, for, for another month or two months or three months, that it'll somehow go away be, even without a vaccine and without a reliable treatment? I think, I think right now we have to just listen to, you know, the experts and the doctors. We have to listen to the best. But, but there's experts and doctors saying different things. And, you know, I mean, between you and I, so, so, so there you go, buddy. You also can't really, you can't present the sustainable way that, that the stay at home order can, can, can work. They'd have to give more, they have to make more money available for businesses to now not loans. Now they need, we need fucking grants because if you get a loan to, to keep, uh, to keep paying rent to keep your, your, your employees and your doors open for three, four months. Um, and then you have to pay that money back. You may never recover from those 
that that loss will carry over year after year and you may never recover from but that. we can learn from these countries that are ahead of us we can learn from italy italy's been able to slow down if you look at Italy, their death rate has actually been gradually but they're, dropping. But they're, but they're shut down and their economy is, is suffering a ton too. Yeah, that's because they're shut down. But in the United States, we're taking a half-assed approach to this. And we've got 819,000 cases. And that, that number is very conservative because we're not testing people. It's probably quadruple that number. And, you know, and the next country is 204,000. We're four times look, the next country. If I, if I could... If I could even put together in my mind an idea of how staying at home for another one month or for another two months or shit for another three months would really, really, really make things better, like really better, I would, I would be all for it. But the problem is yeah. that it'll, no, only, problem- it'll, it'll, only, it'll only make things better as far as not more people catching it for those two, three months while we wreck the economy for two, three months. And then in two, three months, we, if, we, if we open up again, like we could right now. Let's say, let's say we open up right Let's see the difference between us open up right now and open up in three months. If we, if we open up in three months, we're just going to get it spreading again the way we would spread if we open up now. That's just, just it. So you either have three months of the economy. And look, in those three months of us being locked down, I guess would get us three months closer to, to a vaccine. Maybe that, that might work, but it still won't get us to the gate, to the door of us having a vaccine. You're still going to have several months after those next three where there'll people have to be out and about without a vaccine. So the only way that staying home and lockdown would work is if we locked down until the vaccine was available and then you'd really knock it out the park. You really save a bunch of lives. You know, you really save a bunch of people from getting infected. You really save the hospitals from a bunch of workload. Yeah. Okay. But, but you, but then you have to come out and say that and say, we're going to lock down for a year, but just locking down for two, three months, it just delays was going to, was going to start happening. Now, if we open up now, it's just going to delay that for two, three months, and we still have a big, a big several month gap before a vaccine is available. So that's why, although locking in does work, the reason I'm not down for it is because it's not a real long-term solution. And it doesn't really do much for anybody at the end of the day to stay locked down for three, three more months. You know, the guy who might get the COVID next, next, in the next couple of weeks because we opened up, Maybe he would have stayed alive for three more months and he would have gotten it three more months down the line if we stayed locked down for three more months. But he might have still gotten it in three months. And, and, and maybe to keep that one or several people alive, and it sounds, it sounds like I'm not being sensitive, but bro, there are people that are literally maxed out on their credit cards. There are people that live on a day-to-day. There are a lot of people that count on going to work every single day, like waiters and waitresses, like caddies at the golf courses like people that sell hot dogs on the street. I mean, you have a, just, just millions of people that count, that don't, don't you know, they don't, you know, they're, they're talking about making a living. They just have a life. And those people don't even have, like you're talking to people that don't even have enough money to buy food in two weeks. You know, so, so that's, that's kind of, that's my whole, that's my whole situation on it, Steve. Yeah, that's but it's, against it. Rick, Rick, it's so fucking simple to fix this. You know how? Do something like what Canada did. Canada's given everybody $2,000 a month for the next four months. But what we can do here is give everyone $4,000 a month for the next four months. That's 16000 total to every adult 18 and over in America. Ideal. Listen, everything would be ideal, but look, didn't, didn't we? They could have done that. They could have done that. But you know what they did? They, they spent three trillion to give people eight hundred billion. It wasn't, wasn't it like that? Like they spent three, three trillion. No, and no, they no. What they did, they put four trillion. Like they put four trillion to buy the bond market, and then they did this stupid PPP program, small business loan. And now we find out that how many of the companies that were publicly traded companies that had bought back their own stock over the past five years are taking these loans. Okay, these no interest loans, which is basically a handout from the government, which is silly considering these publicly traded companies, all they have to do is reissue the stock that they had bought previously. But no, they didn't do that. So once again, we're basically saying we can't do this, we can't do this, we can't do that. Yes, we can lock everybody down. If you 
are an essential worker, you can still go to work and still make money. Those of you who are waitresses and waiters and hot dog vendors and all that, you can give them 4,000 a month for four months and then we can see where we're at in four months from now. That's $16,000. That would have been less money than we had been giving to these companies. They gave airlines billions of dollars, billions of dollars. These are the same airlines, okay? These are the same fucking airlines that were buying back their own stock at inflated prices. And you know that these PPP went, a lot of hedge funds took this fucking money. You know what they're doing that fucking money? They're paying their secretaries thousands of dollars. They're paying their fucking executives thousands of dollars with this money. These are fucking hedge funds, bro, that were losing money in the stock market. And they fucking bailed them out with this money, bro. So this is fucked up. So if you want, if you're asking what we should do, we should fucking stop giving money handouts to fucking people that don't need them and start giving handouts to fucking people like waitresses and bartenders and hot dogs. Money, money's gone, buddy. Money, money's gone. I mean, it was, money's done. It's already, we borrowed, I mean, we just... Nobody up, got shit. Done. There's there's people. Oh, people didn't get anything. People didn't. Get, I, I listen. It's gonna take five months to distribute these checks. Twelve hundred. Buddy, I, I didn't. I didn't get a, a stimulus check, and I also didn't file for a a loan because, quite honestly, at this point today, I don't need it. I can't go and show that I need a loan because, my because I'm online. Uh, sales have been all right. I have a problem three months from now when we run out of M2 Guard. I'll have a problem then, and then I might go out of business. But the way the loan system works, it just it doesn't it doesn't um, I I just didn't do it. I got nothing out out of uh, out you wouldn't have got it anyway because it was I got gone nothing. in minutes. It was gone in minutes because all the hedge fund guys got the money and these publicly traded company. You know the one of the, the the company that got the most money from the PPP. You know who that was? Who? It was who? a publicly traded oil company. I'm not kidding you. A publicly traded oil company worth seven hundred million dollars market cap. That's who got the most money from this. That's incredible. I didn't. I didn't even think about filing. I'm not making I, this up. You can yeah, look it's this funny. up. It's on Listen, Reuters. It's on Bloomberg. I guess, I'm making this up. Guys. I hate to, you know, I hate to say this, but I guess, I guess that's why. That's why these greedy people have all the money. Like I'm sitting here, like I don't really need it. I'm not gonna file for any of this stuff. But then I, I saw the list. I saw that list today. But then I'm looking at these lists like, wait a minute, these are like really huge companies, much, much bigger than my little pop shop, not even a mom and pop shop, just a pop shop. And these fucking people went out for this loan. Like when I, when I saw this stuff with the loan, I, I was thinking about gyms and supplement stores and, and some of these, some of these businesses that really restaurants, some of these businesses that really need it. And then, so I, I just didn't file for anything because we're online. We, we weren't really being directly affected. Um, if anything, some people, more people are coming out to get a, a 3D multi and Intugard and HG Generate to keep healthy and keep their, their system healthy during, during this pandemic, right? So I, I didn't file for anything. Didn't, didn't think about it. But damn, look at these motherfuckers. These fucking people got all the money. Right, these are multi-million dollar companies making Ruth, the boot Steakhouse. And they, and they, yeah, bro. Franchise-owned yeah. restaurants got money. And, and what the fuck is wrong with these people? It's not the mom-and-pop restaurant that got the money. It's Ruth Chris Steakhouse. Why the fuck does a steakhouse need to get money? And it's not like they're fucking giving their waiters and waitresses that money either. They're fucking pocketing that money. They're not giving their waitresses and waiters shit. You know? Because they don't get a fuck is... And no. you know what sucks? Um, they're prob they probably will, will have the right accountants and they'll know all the tricks to get those loans uh, uh, waived and, and those loans granted. You they know, get just, all the connections. It's, un it's unfortunate, bro, but that's how it is. People who play the system and who are, and who are good being scumbags, they're going to make all the money, bro. Small guy like me, I'm sitting here saying, you know, I don't really need it. It's, it's, it we should leave that there for the restaurants and, and the small businesses and the gyms and that really need it. And then look, fucking huge businesses don't care. They, as soon as this thing was announced, they got their accountants and their lawyers on, on, a, on a conference call. And they said, all right, how can we bank off of this? And you're going to see, bro, how many of these huge corporations that didn't really need the money are going to play the whole system every way they can to get this money forgiven so they don't have to pay it back. It's, it's incredible, bro. It's, um, yeah, it's incredible, dude. But um, we have to get back to work. We have to get back. It's it's going to ruin the economy. People are already committing suicide, being, being locked in, being lonely. 
we need to we need to get out. The world will be different. We'll all be wearing masks. We'll all be wearing gloves. We'll all be washing our hands several times a day. We'll many of us will be wearing uh, eye protection everywhere. I mean, it's real. It's real, real. But yeah, so we got to get back out. We can't. It, it's just staying locked in and, sh- and, and freezing the economy. It's not sustainable. And the reason we shouldn't do it any longer is because doing it for three months or four months, it's the damage to the economy will be a lot greater than the lives we're going to save. Because that same guy that we're keeping from getting sick today, it, we keep him at home for three months. In three months, when everybody's saying it's going to kick up again in September, October, that guy's going to get sick again. Four months. That guy's going to get sick. That same guy that, that, that might have gotten sick now, he'll just get sick in three months. He could die now or he could die in three months. But, that, but that's the thing because in three months when we open up, there's not going to be – we're not being promised to cure a vaccine for that guy. All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this extra part of the podcast. Um, it feels so good to whip um, Rick's ass in a debate. Um, so we'll have to get back. You did what? <laughs> when? What did you whip where, bro? All right. <laughs> oh, you're being, you're being funny, huh? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I try to pick the, the best side, and then everything else is easy. It's hard to win a debate when you're trying to justify some bullshit. But if you're, <laughs> but if you're, uh, if you're well-grounded, like just, just pick your side or don't debate. Like I, I, pick, a good, I pick the right side, and, it, and if my side is not strong, I don't even step on the, on the field because yeah. there's no need. I just listen. talking about I believe it. in the science, and I believe in the, the There is doctor. no science. There is no science. I believe in the doctor, sir. There is You're no a- science. There is no science to, to really support that we're going to save just, just like millions of lives if we stay locked in for three more months. Um, not, not, not when there's no real timeline for a vaccine there isn't there isn't all right well we'll have to see what happens guys so stay safe out there guys uh this has been steve snee and rick we'll talk to you guys next week for another discussion talk to you guys then have a good one steve have a good one guys right.